Welcome to episode 29 of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Dave. And this week we are discussing the episode from season five, You Jump, I Jump Jack. Yeah, I, I like this episode only because I want to be in a secret society of some kind. I like a cool fraternity that's got a lot of money from trust funds. Like the Skulls. Yeah, like the Skulls or something. You got to be rich first. Or in this case, the Life or Death Brigade. Life and Death Brigade. Oh. Sorry, Life and Death Brigade. The Excuse LDB. Me. Oh, is that what we're calling it? Well, that's what they wrote on the note to uh-huh. her, remember? The LDB. Actually, I, I took notes and I wrote down LDB, but that's not because I'm hip. That's because I'm lazy. <laughs> you are lazy. I um, just wanted to um, make a quick comment. I got an email from a fan, Nicole, and she told me something that I did not know about this episode. It's that the director of this episode is Kenny Ortega, and he also directed High School Musical, which if you ever watch the Disney Channel, like David does all the time. I do not. <laughs> oh, right. Just Kim Possible. I forgot. I don't even watch Kim Possible. <laughs> See, that's how rumors get started. Anyways, he directed High School Musical, which um, was really popular too. In fact, they said that it sold over a million copies when it came out on DVD. So I just thought that was cool because I liked High School Musical. I'll admit it. And this is one of my favorite episodes, and so I guess I can see him doing that because it's a very different Gilmore Girls episode. You know, it was, you know, on location, lots of different costumes and yeah, activities actually, a, going on. A lot of it was on location. Yeah. Between the outing that they had for the Life and Death Brigade <laughs> and also the golf outing, you know, was a, lot of, a lot of scenes were done outside. Right. Um, and night night shots are tough to do. Like, uh, there's a good chance that, that was still on a set, but if it wasn't, that was a really good job with being a night shot for the show. And if you happen to have season five of Gilmore Girls on DVD, Amy Sherman, Palladino, and Dan Palladino do an audio commentary of this episode. Um, we didn't watch rewatch that to talk about this because they talk over it, and you can't really hear most of the dialogue going on between right. the characters, but. Um, they talk about it, so they talk about being on location and the different costumes and, oh, that they improved this part, you know. Mm-hmm. And when Alexa's afraid of heights or something. I don't know. I don't know if she was or not. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've watched commentary. But when they did the scene where they have the big stunt, that was actually, when they show, like, her getting to the top, that was actually, like, three feet off the ground. Right. You know, so little little things like that kind of ruin the magic, actually. Yeah. So sorry if I did that for somebody. But nonetheless... It's cool to hear from the people behind the scenes. Yeah. So this episode had a lot of other stuff going on. I guess we can talk about the other stuff first before we get to the Life and Death Brigade. Right. So in in this particular episode, Emily confronts Lorelai about dating Luke, which she found about, found out about through Kirk, was it? Mm-hmm. Called, she called the inn and then like talked to a couple of different people and ended up talking to Kirk. And Kirk says, oh, yeah, she's probably over at her boyfriend's. Luke, Luke Dane's Luke, Luke Dane's. He was like, who is this Luke Dane? You've met, her, you've met him before. Well, I want to meet him again. <laughs> and then they have um, dinner, but that's you know against Lorelai's will pretty much. Like the whole time she's like, okay, Luke, take your coat off. Give it to the maid. Got to get in, get out, drink a lot while we're there. Yeah, you know? one of the things I noticed watching it again this time, with something that's true to Luke's character, he greets the maid. Where nobody had done that previously ever. ever. But Luke's character says, hey, how you doing? And shakes her hand and introduces her, I'm Luke. And she's, she's like, I'm she, the maid. She's all like flustered, well, I'm the maid. And then just walks off, you know. 
thought that was kind of cool because he's really down to earth and doesn't necessarily understand the roles difference between you know maid versus uh, employer. So, but that was kind of cool. And then the whole time, Emily is just. It's just a classic Emily episode. She just does it. Kelly Bishop just does such a great job of playing that character, especially in, in scenes like these. Right. She just made feel Luke about you know two inches tall, and but yet, like he said, she, she never insulted him, but she made him like feel stupid. But he was like, I just kept thanking her for it, you know. <laughs> yeah, her charm comes out, and she's able to stay charming and actually like compliment him but at the same time you know degrade him it was awesome and and you're right kelly bishop's the only person that i can think of that would be able to pull that off right because so just the way she said beer yeah <laughs> would you like another beer luke <laughs> and laurel was like it sounds like she meant to say nitwit juice yeah beer know? is just code for nitwit juice <laughs> And the way she like calls it a rustic diner, and then she goes outside and sees his truck, and is like, "Oh, who has this filthy truck? It must be on the gardeners. I'll have to tell Richard." And it looks like it's my truck, and she's like, "Oh, it's rustic." Yeah. Then she changes it to like, "Oh, it's very rustic." Yeah. And the way she's criticizing diners, and it's like, "My friend ate there once, and she died the next day." <laughs> Almost like a little kid would say I know. at the same time. Yeah, and she's like, "They got roadkill. Do you know what roadkill is?" <laughs> But her class in a situation like that really um, is useful in situations later on, like when she confronts Shira Huntsberger. Like that's a really great opportunity to use that charm of hers. Mm -hmm. The way she talked to Shira, yet she was like always pleasant the whole time. Smiling, poised. Saying hi to other people. Uh So that's just, you know, I love Emily like that. I want to be like Emily when I grow up. Do you? (laughs) I can... I, th- I think it'd be cool to talk to people like that. The people that you don't like, it's kind of like killing sure. them with kindness, but then oh, yeah. also letting them know that you, the way you feel about them. I love killing I'm them with kindness. I'm not saying be snobby like Emily, but just... No, no, that's fine. Emily can be snobby some kind, sometimes. But if I'm as rich as her, you know, I'm just joking. Richard called her out for being a snob when she was yelling at him for taking Luke out to go golfing, which right. also happened in this episode. But this is the time when Richard and Emily were separated and he was living in the pool house. Yes. Through the maid and his driver, he finds out that they had a secretive dinner. And so he wants to also get to know Luke on a more personal basis. So he invites him out for a golf outing. Right. And at this golf outing, he gets Luke to agree to all kinds of things. Yeah, everything from like franchising his diner to, to getting an IPO to buying golf clubs to getting an art collector and, and a rare coin collector. <laughs> and shaving it, like going to like this guy that'll shave him really good with a straight razor. So basically, Richard's taking the approach okay, we're going to have to deal with him. At least we're going to make him presentable and acceptable enough to be in our society. Right. He, he actually, when talking to Emily, said that he was trying to make him credible. You know what I mean? In in the event that those two kooky kids do get together, that he's taking appropriate steps to make him more credible so that he can be in their community or in their group, their little clique, you know? Where Emily's just trying to do right the opposite. And she's trying to, to destroy him. him. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, knock him down a peg or two, you know? And later on in the same season is when she goes to Christopher to try to talk him into trying to get Lorelai back to sabotage Lorelai and Luke's relationship, so she she's obviously not happy with it. But at least Richard's trying to deal with it and make the the most out of it, you know. So I think they are too. With them being separated, they were able to take different approaches. Where if they weren't separated at the time, they may not have tried two different things. They might have been on the same team, 
and t- taking the same approach. So also in this episode, pretty big event that, you know, leads to later events. Um, Lane and Zach have their first date. Oh yeah. They're, <laughs> they like, <laughs> if they that's li- what you want to call it. Yeah. But- and if you remember, and of course everyone that's watching this, you know, earlier is keeping up. They live together now. They've all, they're all in a, uh, they're, they're roommates. Mm-hmm. So they're like going to go on a date. And so they meet out in the hallway and each one's gotten like their nice clothes on and she's got her coat ready in her purse. And they're like, so what do you want to do? Oh, we can go do this, this, and this, but I'd have to stop and get air my tires and gas and swing by oil. the ATM. Yeah. And get some oil. And he was, and so they decide just to stay there and watch a movie that they had started watching yesterday. And they... And then Brian comes in, their other roommate, and he sits down in the middle of them, and they're like, oh, this is a date. And they're like, what are you talking, he's like, what are you talking about? This is the same thing we did last night. And Zach was like, yeah, but I was in my underwear last night. (laughs) Tonight we're trying to date. So, I mean, they're doing the same thing, but they're calling it something different. And so then Brian goes to Lane's room and goes to sleep. Yeah. And, um, that, and that was funny. Like after their date's over and they're like, okay, we'll see you. And then they're just going to go to like their opposite rooms right. in the apartment. They go in there and Brian's is fast asleep. And I thought that was really cool. And it, and it sort of, you know, reminded me that I'm watching the Gilmore girls because you couldn't, they didn't just have a kiss at the end of their date. He had to like throw Brian over his shoulder and, and to the- take him back to his, or his bed. But on the way, that's when they have their first kiss as an, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend on a date kind of thing. Right, very quirky. But it's quirky because he's got Brian, his roommate, over his shoulder while he's kissing her. And Passed his butt's, out asleep. Yeah, and his butt's like all in their face, you know. So I thought that was kind of funny. And you'd only see that on the Gilmore Girls. Right. Okay, so now to the big events. Favorite. This is one of my very, very favorite Rory and Logan episodes. Just yes. because I think it is really the start of their relationship. Even though she's technically still with Dean. Right, in Dean being the cheating machine. I think they break up that very next episode, actually. That, but well, that's you know, that's this, how this this one gets kicked off with the Life or Death Brigade. She's getting a message from Dean in her dorm room about you know like oh we'll get together sometime. It's really tough with work and all this other stuff. And then on her door or on her windowsill is a little envelope from somebody with the Life and Death Brigade. That's got a little note explaining what she needs to do. Meet me, meet and like in the wherever at four o'clock tomorrow blindfolded the LDB. Right. So. And I think that scene there where they were showing they you know, they had the audio from Dean's voicemail and then the little note on the windowsill, sort of a contrast, like, and you know, the, what he sounded like they wanted to do didn't sound all that interesting. It sounded sort of like, you know, bland. He's speaking sort of monotone, but they then would be hanging out in stars hollow. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we'll get together in stars hollow. It didn't seem very boring. But then there's this romantic note, even though, even though when I say romantic, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, lovey-dovey, but like exciting and new, mysterious, mysterious even, even if it wasn't from Luke, or not Luke, I'm sorry, even if it wasn't from Logan, it was from somebody in the Life and Death Brigade, and that's got a very uh, appealing thing to it, and it sort of like entices you as a viewer, and also if you're trying to relate through Rory, you're like, oh, what is this really going to mean for me, or what am I going to be doing in the next day? So it's very different for her too, because she's dated the stars hollow boys, um, before, you know, very down home type. And then you have this whole new group that she gets involved with and they're totally different and, you know, take her outside of her safe zone and, you know, she gets to experience new things with them. So next day she's blindfolded, 
Logan comes and grabs her and throws her in the car with Finn and Colin and Stephanie. Yeah. (laughs) And she recognizes all their voices and they're like, oh, you can see through that thing? She's like, uh, no, I recognize your voice. And they're like, oh, she's a quick one, you know? (laughs) But they don't tell her where they're going. And by the time they get to where they're going, it's dark. He's also told her that it's going to be an overnight thing. Right. She just tells her in the car, like she didn't know ahead of time to pack a bag or anything. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, that's fine. You know, she's trying to play it cool because right. in the previous episode is when she first questioned Logan about the life and death brigade and he plays dumb at first. And it's, I think I talked about this last episode, but it's where he's like, oh, do I have, to have the options of either being upfront with you about it or you follow me and yes. stop watching my every move? I'll take that option, you know? Mm. And then that's when he IMs her in the newsroom about it, too. Um, so she, that's when she mentions that she has an insider in the Life Death Brigade later. In You Jump, I Jump, Jack, that she's referring to Logan. So um, this is they built the foundation for that last right. episode, and they're following through with it, yeah. this one. And you, you were talking about when they get there, it's pitch dark. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's you know, supposed to be out in the middle of nowhere or whatever. In the woods. And right off the bat, you can see that these things are really, really well organized. They've got music, and there's lamps, tents. there's tents, there's food already catered and set up. And then in the tents, there's like like a sink and yeah. like a little wash, like a basin type thing, very yeah. old fashioned, but still like who has that in the middle of the woods, you know? Right, and it's themed. And there's beds, actual beds, not sleeping bags. Like mm-hmm. he. You know, Logan even said, oh, you thought we were just going to have a bunch of sleeping bags and a keg and a bong. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she was like, yeah, actually I did, you know. So they was, from the get-go, she, they were already, like, surprising her and blowing her yeah, mind. Yeah, it was so. very above and beyond. And, and it reminded me a lot of The Great Gatsby, if yes. you've watched that. The music, for one. Music a little bit. And then just all the that parties whole, they had. Some, maybe some of the period clothing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then maybe more because um, Edward Herman, the, the actor that plays Richard was in that movie. So if you, if you guys haven't seen that, you should definitely pick it up and watch it. It's cool. He's really young in that movie. Like right. doesn't even, It doesn't even look like him. Like You'll see him and you're like, that guy looks familiar. Like You'd seen him somewhere else, and then it'll click. You're like, oh, man, it's Richard. <laughs> and it's got Robert Redford, who Logan reminds me of a young Robert Redford. Yeah. Because he's blonde, and he has like the white, and the Life and Death for thing, and mm-hmm. Robert Redford wore white, and get Great Gatsby. And, and he's just charming and yeah. sure of himself and rich. Now that you mention it, some, a, lot of his character, a lot of his character in The Great Gatsby reminds me of Logan. Yeah. Having, having and he's, these, and having he's these really good-looking. Oh, I'm not good-looking, but he had all these parties and like invited people. But Well, maybe not that aspect of, of the, his character on The Great Gatsby, but you know, just the money and you know, the prestige and, and stuff. And the charm. And yeah, very cool. Yeah. So check out The Great Gatsby. Um, and then, so they... I think one of the funniest scenes is where they're talking without any ease. In their words. Yeah, that was that was really funny. And Rory's like, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, you're playing a game. And they're like offended that she doesn't catch on quickly and they're going to ostracize her and all this. But she did catch on quickly. Right, they were right. just giving well, her a hard time. Well, once they said, you know, that twixt D and F is not allowed or whatever they said, you know. Yeah. Um, she was like, oh, you're talking about E. You're not using the letter E. And then like they get annoyed with her and like a lot of them she, she finds out later that you know there's a lot of um controversy over whether she should even be allowed to come because she is a reporter and so a lot of the people aren't even talking to her some of them are like can i quote so and so and then they turn and walk away right you know? yeah yeah she'll walk at someone ask them a question they'll just about face and or they act like they don't hear her. and then mm-hmm. stephanie she comes up to goes up to stephanie 
um, who's a little tipsy at that point, who starts spilling <laughs> yeah, a little like, oh, too much. Good. You're using ease. <laughs> right. And so she tells her that they are, she, Rory's asking her questions like, oh, is Logan the ringleader of this? Because everybody seems to listen to him. And she's like, no, we're in an anarchist society and um, explaining a little too much about the Life and Death Brigade. And then she's like, no, but there's a line to get to Logan. And Rory's like, oh, oh I don't want to get to him. She's like, well, you don't think he's good looking? looking? She was like, well, yes, but, you know. So I think uh, it's really cute that she kind of puts her in an awkward situation and then Stephanie walks away because she says, I'll have to go kill myself now. You know? <laughs> She's divulged too much. Right. And then the next day, it's, it's just so awesome. I just, like, I think it's just like a, kind of like a fairy tale type thing. A very, it's like the most extreme thing I think the Gilmore Girls has ever done, really. Hmm. If you know, like the most the different thing, as um, far as like intricacy of the event and like how the, dra- the outs- dress and the you know the event, yeah, just the outside music of the normal the, world of the Gilmore Girls, right? Like almost like you step into a movie, you know. Hmm. So, um, and Logan, well, the night before, Logan had told Rory, "These are the rules: you can't use the camera, you can't um, give uh, descriptions of what we look like, right, or use our names or the location because there are people looking for us." Says you can't interfere with the event. The integrity of the event. And so the next morning, he's like, you can't go dressed like that. You're going to interfere with the integrity of the event. And she's like, well, this is the only clothes I have. And he's like, no, go look. And she goes in her tent and pulls out this big gift box. And it's got the most gorgeous dress. Still don't know where it came from. I have a lot of people that have asked me that. I don't know. It could be couture. It could have just been made just for her. So, hmm. And then the little ballet slippers she has on are just adorable too. Oh, yeah. And um, Logan says he has a good eye for dress sizes, but not just dress sizes. Uh huh. Just dresses, period. He knows what a woman likes, and that's really important, right, ladies? I'm sure you'll agree with me there. And I told David he should take notes from Logan. <laughs> Alicia, he's a fictional character. <laughs> yeah, but the idea. Oh, the of idea. Logan. I should start to just learn about dresses so mm-hmm. that I can, you know, dedicate time to getting down that facet of that character. Um, if you buy me pretty dresses, I'll be happy. Oh. You see how that works? Deal. I'm happy. You're happy. Okay. I got it. I'll pay more attention and be much more Logan-like in that respect. Cool. Get some money, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so then they get, um, Rory comes out in the dress and she looks gorgeous, of course, because she's Rory and they get to, like, where the event is and she's like, oh, is this the main event? Is this the main event? And he's like, you'll know it when you see it and... What's the name of that game they were playing when they like when they walked up like when they were carrying oh, them po- around? Polo. But, but like, is there a different name for the one where they're carrying them around in like the little carriage-looking things? You know. I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. it's just polo. But then there's all sorts of different ways to play polo. Okay. Like you can be on a horseback or Segway or but they being had, carried in a thing by. But four they other had guys. that and you know the music and they had the big um, gong. It's yeah. called a gong, Alicia. Like a gong show? I was going to say Kong because Cooper has a Kong. No. So Kong. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I did a little motion for him to tell me what the word was. Okay. So I had a brain fart. Sorry. Um, and he and Logan's like, and some people just go bowling or something, you know. And yeah. It's very chauvinistic and egotistical about their group. But it's also very cool because they're all in tuxes and nice dresses and they're doing this big thing with champagne. Mm-hmm. And then they start shooting and paintballs at live targets and Finn gets injured <laughs> um he walks you know they carry him away he's very dramatic and he's you can barely even say an omnium paratus mm-hmm. so then 
we find out that the big event is they're going to jump off of this big tower. It's like scaffolding, yeah. I call it. Yeah, it's sort of a construction workers thing that they do where they're going to build something next to it. Right. So just quickly, you know, erect a couple stories. And there's only four people standing up there, and, and Logan informs that there's going to be six, and Rory's like, but there's only four people, and he's like, oh, well, I'm planning on going up, and Finn was supposed to go, but he got hurt. And then as soon as, like, he says that, she realizes that he means for her to go up, and she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute, like David when we replay it. It was cute. And then this is when Logan says the famous line to her that lots of Logan fans, especially the Sophies, refer to a lot. And it's the whole, it's your choice, Ace. People can live 100 years without really living for a minute. You can climb up here with me. It's one less minute you haven't lived. So I think that's pretty cool. And, like, it's just the way he says it, and Matt Zuki just does such a good job right there because he almost whispers it, and it's, like, really romantic and just gets you, like, really excited. Not me. You liked that moment. They did nothing for you. No, what was it supposed to? I didn't get it. It, was, it didn't get you excited about Rory and Logan's relationship, or that she was going to jump, and you were scared for her. Or anything? That part maybe, but the whole his little one-liner, not one-liner, but I, maybe that was a. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't weak in the knees. Is that what I? Was? Well, I'm kind of glad you weren't, because then I'd be concerned mm-hmm. otherwise. But I did make you rewind the part where she uh, said she, no. She said no. But, and that was only one word. Right. See. Right. That's acting. <laughs> okay. And see, Logan is such an intellectual that he doesn't use the lame of one-liners. He says lines like this, you know, that's like yeah. drama. And speaking of him being an intellectual, just before that, where she's giving her rebuttal and, ex- you know, explaining why she's not going to go up there and jump, uh, he quotes some really famous journalists and writers that because got... She's- She's saying, "Oh well, I'm a reporter. I don't want to interfere." Yeah, with we don't you. get involved. Right. You know, we just we're just uh, you know third party, you know, looking in. And this is where his you know history as a journalist comes in. He's like, well, "What about this one? They did this. This one did this. This one did this." And right. Yeah, which I, I didn't bring, I didn't write any of them down. But Hunter that, Thompson was one. I remember that. That but. just shows you that like he ha- he's passionate about journalism and that he at least knows who his writers and journalists are. You know what I mean? He's not. I, I've gotten some emails from people that are like, well, he's just at the at the paper because his dad doesn't. No, like, no he's a really they, great writer. Yeah, I was like, you guys obviously weren't watching previous episodes. He yeah. can also type fast. Oh. Remember? Because Rory found out that he could type fast. And he was like, wow, you really did like for me just for my looks. <laughs> so, and, and yeah, he's a really excellent writer, too. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really important that people remember that he is well-educated. I mean, he's going to Har- to Yale, mm-hmm. not Harvard, Yale. But so I think that, you know, that does take some intelligence <laughs> to graduate from it and to, you know, do what he's done. So I think and I think that's one one of the ways where he and Rory connect is because they are, you know, intellectually Equal and like Rory's even said that he's smarter than her. You know that's the mm. way she feels, and she never said that about the other ones. So, so I think it's yeah, that was a really good good line. And then they go up, and then they jump, and then later on they have like give her a camera back, and, and it's got little, all the pictures, and it's got a little gr- gorilla mask and some champagne with it. Right, kind of cool. Yeah, I mean those just, those pictures were perfectly cropped. You know what I mean? So, right, but they, but it, was, it was fun. It was cute, and they just knocked it on her door and left those at her door, which ain't, you know, still goes along with the mystery of mm-hmm. the group. So, yeah, that's way cooler than just like, here's your camera back. You know? 
Except um, one part, once they landed, what did Logan say that you thought was really cheesy? <laughs> it was all corny. He was, I don't I forget what he said. Oh, that's oh, she was like, that's one less moment I haven't lived, and he was like, it doesn't have to be. The, oh no, she was like, that's the moment that I'll never forget, or something like that. And uh-huh. he's like, well, it doesn't have to be the only one, or something. Yeah, and you and you're sitting over there like batting your eyes and like <laughs> grinning and stuff, and I'm like, oh jeez. And I was going Loki. <laughs> it was so it was corny, but it wasn't corny. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of hurting my feelings. I know, but it, it was it was okay, I suppose. But I just wasn't you know, I wasn't buying it hook, line, and sinker. Is all I'm saying. Well, I really enjoyed it, and like that's one of the few episodes that I think I can just watch over and over and over. It was great. I like it. I'd watch. I'd watch it again. Now, granted, going forward, I'd probably just fast forward through some of the scenes that weren't Rory and Logan. But like, <laughs> I just love the some whole of the parallel plot lines. Yeah. I just love the whole. Um, Life and Death Brigade adventure they went on. Cool. So, I, I I hope they keep that up. Like I know that it's um, he's graduated, right? Mm-hmm. So he's in London working. Oh, I guess they really can't keep that up, can they? No, not for season seven. But I mean, he could like whisk her off in a romantic getaway type thing. Yeah, I, I guess I guess the whole feel of that spontaneity. I hope they keep up with that. They, but they didn't really do a lot of that afterwards, though, and they had the opportunity the rest mm-hmm. of season five and season six when they were together, you know, and they didn't do it then. Bummer. I know. But maybe they just, you know, that was their peak, and they just couldn't match it, so uh-huh. they just didn't try anymore. Going on different stuff, huh? Yeah. But all in all, a great episode, Alicia. Thank you for suggesting it. You're welcome. Um, next week, we're going to do another character analysis of Luke Danes, and then... Um, just want to let you guys know, I think we are going to work in character analyses of Rory and Lorelai before season seven starts up, but we have a lot of requests for like some other stars, hollow characters. We're going to do those, but not this summer. We're going to do them during the breaks. Good more girls takes a bunch of breaks during the year. So like, especially over the winter hiatus Mm -hmm. they have. So we'll have plenty of time then to talk about Michelle and Taylor and Miss Patty and Babette and all those people. We will do our best to get to them all. And it even might do Dean and Jess. <laughs> I don't really want to, but, you know. No, we'll try and get... this is what the fans want. That's right. It's all about what our fans want. So, uh, speaking of our fans, we have a DVD giveaway, Alicia. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but it's not the DVD you'd be thinking. It's not season five of Gilmore Girls? No, we've got some more of those, but we haven't, you know, we'll give away one of those. Later. Uh, later. No, we actually have a Veronica Mars DVD to give away. Veronica season one. Mars. Veronica Mars, yeah. Huh. We talked about her previ- or that show previously. Oh, I remember that show. Uh-huh. Isn't it kind of come on after Gilmore Girls it totally or something? Is, yes. And we have been given some DVD, a DVD by the live journal community uh, known, by, known as Rack of Lamb. It is a live journal community devoted to Michael Muni. Uh, he's the guy that plays the sheriff. Sheriff Lamb. Sheriff Lamb, that's right. It's like a rack of lamb, Sheriff Lamb. Very cool. So Laura, uh, a.k.a. Snappy Cat, has graciously donated a D- Veronica Mars DVD that we'll be giving away to one of our listeners. But we wanted to give it away to a listener who has not ever watched Veronica Mars yet because we really, really think that you guys are going to enjoy it. Right. So um, if you are listening to this, Quickly, run over to your computer, or if you're at your computer, quickly pull up your mail app, send me an email, 
Dave at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. Only him, not me. <laughs> with Mine won't count. Veronica Mars, DVD in it. And then the very first person that does that, who hasn't watched Veronica Mars season one. Or own it. Or own it. <laughs> I will ship it out to you. Very cool. Very cool. So you can, you can thank Laura from Rack of Lamb. Their website is community.livejournal.com slash rack underscore of underscore lamb. You're going to put a link to that on our website? I will totally do that because that's a lot easier in case someone doesn't, didn't write all that down and didn't know what an underscore was. You can go to gilmoregirlspodcast.com and in the show notes for this episode, I'll have a link to it. It's a great community and from what I've heard, Michael Muni himself actually makes uh, comments on there and talks to fans. So from what I understand, he's very approachable. And, and he's you... really good looking. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. You know, Cher Flam. I don't have an opinion. Oh. But well, either way. he's good looking. Yeah. So go over there, join. They've got a lot of members, and I think they're having a lot of fun over there. Isn't it cool how um, with technology we can, you know, have somebody else give out DVDs to our fans? Like, yeah. I just think it's really cool the way, like, people kind of get Veronica together. Mars, Gilmore Girls... Bring people from all over the, the world together, actually, you uh-huh. know. Or the fact that you could watch a show, you really like it, and then go online and have, talk to other people and, who like it. And, or also even talk to Michael Muni, one of the character or right. one of the actors that plays a character in the show, and just talk to him. That's really cool. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Julia, who got to meet Matt Zuckery this weekend. Very cool. They had a CW um, event in L.A. She got to go and meet him. Hmm. And she got to call one of our, her friends, Sarah. And he got to, she got to talk to Matt on the phone. So Sarah was pretty excited. Hmm. She got to wish him... Um, he got to wish her a happy birthday. Well, that so nice. that was pretty exciting. So I just think that that's cool, too, that, you know, with technology, Sarah lived in another country at the time. And she got to talk to Matt Zucri. You know, I'm super jealous, but, you know... <laughs> That's cool that Matt took the time to do that. Yeah. So I just think that's, I just, I don't know. I just think it's really cool the way that people who have common interests, but not not necessarily live close to each other, get to share them because of the internet, s- cell phones, you right. know, you got podcasting. Somebody, you have somebody in LA talking to somebody in Toronto or New Zealand or Germany. And you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's pretty cool. So that was pretty exciting for them. They're on cloud nine right now, both of them. So... Maybe one day I'll get to meet Matt. Hmm. So speaking of technology, I have a quick thing to mention to our listeners. If you post a comment on the website, it might not pop up initially. I'm going to have to start moderating every single comment. Um, we've had a couple people that will spam the website. It's pretty popular. So I understand like they want to put something on there that you click on and you know somehow they make money from it. I'm not really sure. And I was just sort of annoyed when it was like, you know, just products and stuff, but it turned into stuff that wasn't okay for, for children. And I know we have a lot of younger uh, listeners that go to the website. So to protect them from that, I'm going to have to start moderating every single comment on there. So if you post something and it doesn't pop up initially, uh, don't fret. I'll get to it. Um, I just want to make sure that our play, our website is a, a kid-safe website. And that's a downfall of technology. You have <laughs> spammers out there who have to ruin it for everybody. Aww. So I'll do my best to take care of it. Block off spammers. Thank you, David. Okay, so if you guys have any questions for us, you can email either one of us. My email address is alicia at gilmoregirlspodcast.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A. And again, I'm Dave at gilmoregirlspodcast.com. But only email him because <laughs> I'll be out of town. 
this week again. So email Aww. him about the DVDs. And you can also leave comments and feedback on our website, GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. Check us out. And you can also visit our sponsor, What'sYourDamageHeather.com. They have all sorts of Gilmore Girl-related movies and stuff. I don't know. They're always adding things. Oh, you can go get The Great Gatsby there. Cool. Yeah. So um, if you guys have any favorite Luke, Danes, or Scott Patterson moments, please email us this week as we will be talking about him next week. Um, Until then, have a great week, guys. Thank you.